Hey, everybody. Hey. Guess who's back? It's Guess, us. It's us. The room is a little darker than it usually oh, yes. is. Yes, we have mood lights going. You know, if oh. you want something different, we can do Alexa, turn on bedroom. Phew, that feels that feels more normal. You know? I mean, I like the mood light. Sometimes you got to take it down. You want to don't want to be crazy. Yeah, but you know, we got to get the energy up for this podcast. Oh. Therefore, we need light. You know, I love light. Light gives energy, and you know, I just need more energy. I feel like this is a moment where energy is needed. Yes. So here we are. How do you feel today? I, I feel lit up. Okay. Now that the lights are back, <laughs> I'm so glad the light in your eye is also back. Oh, thank oh, you. I know we I'm, don't want that missing. Uh, That'd I'm, be very sad. My mom always tells me she loves the sparkle in my eye. Oh, Jack's always told Brittany on uh, Vanderpump Rules that she lost her sparkle when she gained weight. Wow. I know. These are terrible people. I hope he gets fired too. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Two Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. It's Matt Palmer. And we've made it through another week. Matt I Palmer, know. how are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. good. I, um, <laughs> oh, 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 you're feeling pretty good, aren't I said, you? As I, I scooch my chair I away. I know, now that I've started coughing, who knows what's up. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Um, I had a pretty good week. That's good. Nothing too crazy. I feel like I've been productive this past day. I've worked on a lot of music things that needed to get done, are now done, and that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and yesterday, I went for a run with Jackson, which we told you about, mm. and we unfortunately lost the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we drove to Santa Monica uh, and then ran for 30 minutes, which again, I don't love running. I've never been a cardio person. I don't love running. I don't mm-hmm. love walking. I'm more of a stationary and or lift some weights kind of person. Okay. So, I, but Jackson's very pro running, pro cardio. So, you know me being a good boyfriend, compromising. We went on this run we've been doing. I think this is our fourth run we've done. We've been doing them every week or so. Okay. And, uh, at the end of it, he knows I have no sense of direction. So I'm just assuming no, don't, yeah. none. none. And I told him that on our first date. So I have an incredible sense of direction. That's great. Yeah, I you, know, lo- you know I love geography. Yes. So. There's nothing that <laughs> bores me quicker than you discussing how much you love geography. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we ran for about 30 minutes. And I'm like, okay. I assume he knows where the car is. We're, I'm sweating. We're doing a little cool down moment. I'm like, okay, we're going to walk to the car. We're going to find it. It's going to be great. And he's like, all right, don't be upset. Uh, <laughs> I am... Pretty sure I know where the car is, but I'm not positive. Okay. Okay. And I'm like, you know, Matt Steele has warned me that I, at times, can give off vibes or whatever. Yes. So. You, Matt Palmer is, <laughs> his biggest talent is, you know, songwriting, Of darling. course. And, you know, singing. His voice, vocal, vocalist extraordinaire. But his it's third true. most biggest talent is changing the energy of the room. <laughs> and so, from there on out, as we walked around looking for the car for an hour, or uh-huh. maybe an hour for 15 minutes, my whole goal was like, do not change the energy. And he was like... I can feel you're not comfortable with this. <laughs> <laughs> and that was me working really hard well, not to make look, it bad. It's more exercise for you. It's mm-hmm. another, it's it's a cool down. You know how you have to warm up before you exercise and then you have to do the cool down? Yes. I never understood why that was needed. Whenever like in health <laughs> class, they would be like, okay, you need to warm up well, then exercise sh- and then you have to cool down. It's like, that. we can skip the cool oh, down well, you have part. to like stretch, make sure you don't get like Charlie horses or whatever. Snooze. I mean, it's not fun, but eventually we found the car, but it was just a tough, it was a tough Saturday. I'm going to say it. it was tough. Well, why? Why didn't you just like run from our apartment? Well, because like, 
that's uh, the whole idea is we're trying to like run in different places, so it's okay. like a little bit more exciting, if much more to look at, you know, on the run. Okay, so that cool. was the idea. So Beautiful. next time we now follow uh, do the find my phone thing with each other. So okay, when he leaves his phone in the car and we run with my phone, we'll be able to find the car if ever this happens. Well, I well my question when I heard that all of this happened yes. was why didn't you can just like track your run from like your starting point well, and I, that way you do that. that way you can also see like how many calories you burned. And I mean, it'll it'll tell you how far you went and how many calories you were yeah. but you have to turn I think you have to turn something on to get like oh this is actually where I was running and I didn't do that okay well like I mean next time you can t- kill two birds with one stone I don't really care where I'm going okay <laughs> I just want to know but you do care about losing the I car I do and so there's a way to get back well, that's not your way not everything has to be done your way Matt Steele you know God. what I feel like I'm being attacked right now <laughs> I know how was your week you know it felt a like I am releasing a movie in two and a half weeks. <laughs> That's so, that. you know, just pure stress and excitement and terror. And right. um, yeah. But you feel like the stress, like the big stressors are coming to a close. They're, yes? That's the, the good thing. It feels like it's coming to a close. Yeah. And I just know, you know what? It's going to happen regardless. Just once this one sort of hurdle is like going to be done, just right. enjoy it. Yes. Ride the ride. That's the right um, attitude. So, so yeah. But and the movie's excellent. Enough. So you have nothing to worry about on excellent, that front. Darling. So yes, I finished, that. I finished the trailer. Yes. Can't wait to see it's it. It's beautiful. I know. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> All right. So should we just jump into the news for jump in. Jump right in. Let's dive into the deep end, darling. Um, And the deep end is... Oh, my iPad's not on, but I know what the first story is, and it's Beyonce. Yes, that's that's the deep end. That's, <laughs> that is that's the, the deep big end. story. That's the biggest so, splash. I uh, had trouble sleeping last night. I woke up in the middle of the night, and then I look, unfortunately looked at my phone, and I saw that Beyonce had at like 5 a.m. this morning announced her new visual album, Black is King. Mm-hmm. Well, is, actually, I saw it last night. What I, time? I, I think she announced it at like midnight, uh, oh. midnight, or like maybe like 1 a.m. Oh, uh, okay. California time, yes. because I, mean, I saw like... Like someone retweeted and I was just like, what is this? I have to go to bed. <laughs> like I was just like, oh, 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 oh. Well, if you don't know, uh, Beyonce's Lion King the Gift, which we told you all about and how amazing it is if you watched our review on our YouTube channel. Deserved an album of the year nomination. I can't even keep discussing. Incredible. It's just Incredible. a thrilling album that was so underappreciated. But luckily for all of us, Beyonce has created a visual album around the album of the year last year. And the gift. The gift is that it's coming out on Disney Plus on July 31st, yes. meaning that once we all buy Disney Plus for Hamilton before Thursday, we'll be able to still have it on the 31st to watch Beyonce's Black is King. Yes. And the trailer. Oh my yes. God. <laughs> Absolutely I mean, stunning. I there mean, are children floating in space. Like, it. what is that, Beyonce? I I'm know. in love with every single visual here. It's just like. I just love it so much. I love her so much. And this is going to sound like it's shade, but it's really not. Okay. I love that she is seeing this whole process through making a visual album for an album that I feel like underperformed commercially. Like it's not like it did lemonade numbers, but even still she's like, no, this is my vision and what I'm saying is important. And especially right now in the world, let's talk about where black people come from and let's tell them that they're important when on TV you can see, you know, people that look like you get killed all the time. How about we talk about positive things? How about you remind our, our black brothers and sisters that you are kings and queens with a beautiful piece of art by Miss Beyonce. Knowles with beautiful Carter. visuals. Uh, you can tell she hired a million people oh my God. to showcase them and their talents yes. and their beauty. And just, it's it's going to be 
amazing. I'm so excited. And it's, I think it's so amazing. I imagine she was, she like called Disney and she was like, Disney, <laughs> I heard that your film, The Lion King, did not do very well at the I box office. I think it did very well at the box office. Okay, but not as well as people thought it would do. I think it did like, I'll look at the numbers, but like. But not like critically. Oh, not critically. <laughs> you said the words were box office. Okay. And it did very well commercially. Okay. And she was probably just like, I can make something better. <laughs> and w- she can. From my album, The Gift. <laughs> that I, that you know, The Lion King was made for my album, The Gift. Oh my God. I'm so excited. It's just going to be truly phenomenal. And I can't wait. And I just, I feel like we're so deserving of visuals for like a brown skin girl. Yes. And find your way back. Yes. That album, the album is just, it such a picture yes. in general that yes. you're just like I need visuals with this because it's such a gorgeous album. I hope it also reignites interest in the album and yeah. that people revisit it because yes. it truly is excellent. Like, oh my god. Oh my god. Post Lemonade for Beyonce. That's the one. I mean we all love Everything is Love. It has its moments but The Gift. Yeah. The Gift. I At first I didn't know it was a uh, a visual album of The of the Gift. Yeah. I thought it was like a new no. like Beyonce made a movie for a oh, new I album wish. and I was just like okay okay breathe deep breathe <laughs> deep like we're getting new Beyonce music. But that's the thing is I'm pretty sure she I know she has a deal with Disney I don't know if it's like exactly what the deal entails but I think she's going to be a part of the Black Panther 2 soundtrack mm-hmm. but she also has a three film deal with, with Netflix, Netflix. Disney and Netflix. So it's just like so does that mean there are two more films for Netflix that are coming out after Homecoming and then she's going to put out more films on Disney Plus for Disney? Like, I just love that Beyonce's a filmmaker. <laughs> like, literally, I make music and I make film and, like, that's what we do she here. Is, she is the artist of the world. She is. Like, she really God, is. She, she is. She's doing everything and she's doing it well. And that's the thing is I feel like we always give Beyonce a lot, but it's like... She earned. If anyone deserves a lot, it's It's Beyonce, and it's so obnoxious to have people just be like Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce. But like, she's earned that. She really has. Like, Like, sorry, she just keeps succeeding. Who else makes music an event like she does? Nobody. Yeah, nobody. Yeah. So, see you July 31st, darlings, because we'll be back to talk about that. July is going to be nuts. I know. Hamilton. Yes. Black is King. Yes. Devos. Yeah, Devos. <laughs> like, Dixie Chicks out. Or the Chicks out. The Chicks out. We'll, we'll get to. But um, uh, speaking of another Queen Bee, mm-hmm. Miss Britney Spears dropped another iconic Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> While some of us are getting streaming deals with Disney Plus, Britney has built her own comedic world. <laughs> and it works. <laughs> and truly, it's so insane. I love that her Instagram has gone on such a journey. Like, it truly, for a while, was like, oh, gosh, we're worried about Brittany. We're worried about Brittany. And then it's like, Brittany's iconic. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, she just ha- is having a good time. She's having a great time. So if you have, I mean, if you've been living under a rock for the week, you didn't see Britney Spears' <laughs> pride video that she put up, wishing all the LGBTQ community, everybody at the LGBTQ community, a happy pride. Her, the best nights of her life have been with us. And uh, what else does she say in that? She yells at her boyfriend. Of course she does. <laughs> She's, you know, talks about, um, oh, here we go. To all my friends at the LGBTQ community, happy Pride Month. You guys uh, bring so much heart, passion, and articulate everything you do. Because of you, I've had the best nights of my life. I love you so much, it hurts. Happy Pride. And then her Sam, hot boyfriend, is like, go LGBTQ. And she's like, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we don't know why she's yelling at him, but like he's She's also screaming every line of this. I love and it. It's just I 
And I, I love how she says, you have given me some of the best nights of my life. But it's like, girl, you've given I us mean, us the best I nights mean, of she must our know. lives, the best she nights and days. Know. And I'm wondering if she means like, oh, when I'm performing at my uh, residencies and I see all you gays out there. Just or like loving it, the yeah. gays in my team, my dancers and I, we used to go out and it was really fun. Like what, what gays have given you the best nights of your life? All of it. All and of them. what does articulate everything you do mean? It means that we really... Shout it to the stratosphere <laughs> that how much we love her. I mean, that is true. Which She's as one not wrong. Should. I just She's Britney Spears. I and I love the memes of like everyone discussing what happens at the LGBTQ community that have resorted She's from this arriving like, at the LGBTQ yes, community. This is what I do, yeah. and it's just you know what, Britney. I appreciate it. She also celebrated Pride by putting out remixes of Mood Ring uh, mm-hmm. on Spotify, uh, and they're all like dance mixes. Or I think they're just two mixes. They're fine, uh, but the b- most important part is <laughs> one of them opened to the. Britney speaking and it's Britney saying uh, I need to get the exact quote it's something to the effect of there's only one bitch the real bitch me <laughs> Britney <laughs> and it's just like wait what I love it let me find it so I can get the exact this thing but art. it's just like yes you are the real bitch Brittany. this is the to be or not to be <laughs> I mean I don't know I, I wonder if that was recorded on the original track or if like she was like oh we're doing remixes I'll record this from my home I'll send them a voice note yeah, of just me like, saying what can I say <laughs> huh, let me think of something Sam let me think help me think of something to say. The, the writer of the song was like someone tweeted him like who wrote that line first? Like, oh, she did it herself. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I love that. She, hold on. I love her. That should be my ringtone. Oh my God, it has to be. There's only one bitch. I, she can write great lines and then she can give us a beautiful ballad like um, every time. Oh my God. She and some other songs, which you don't want mention. But every time, absolutely. Is every time. Song. Every yes. time. There's only one bitch. <laughs> the real one. Brittany. 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 <laughs> that uh, could have been done on a voice note. As opposed to the fake ones. No. Those are all fake bitches. Those are all fake. There's only bitches. one real bitch. There's a real bitch, though. It's Brittany. <laughs> God, I love it. Has her. to be whispered. Oh my God. Of course. Why how, could you imagine her on her voice for that whole no, sentence? No, no. Don't need it. You know, I was having a bad week. Oh, yeah. Ooh, and okay. All YouTubers are having a bad week. <laughs> I guess all, because the thing is, YouTube, and as people who have been, you know, putting things on YouTube, but we've never, I wouldn't call us YouTubers. No. We just we, like make, we don't, we don't you, make a living off of no, YouTube. No, you know? no. But a lot of people who have, especially in the past 10 years, have done some very problematic things. I think having a platform like YouTube or a podcast, it's easy to step in it if you are not educated, if you're ignorant and not knowing what to do, and or, and or if you're just like latently racist, which I guess a lot. <laughs> lot of people are well I mean the thing with like being a young YouTuber is it's like these are these people have I mean you know these like Shane Dawson is now much older but he started like when he was like late teens or something like maybe early 20s maybe early 20s I don't know like a lot of these YouTube, and even like the YouTubers who start when they're very very young it's like these are literally children managing themselves Ooh. so they all they know is like I don't know what I'm doing, but I just have to put stuff out there, and it's True, a lot of it's just terrible. But some <laughs> of this, I mean, I in fairness, I am not familiar with Shane Dawson's videos. I'm not familiar with yeah, his general I've never seen, stuff. Yeah, but I click through a thread of like his problematic moment. Yeah, I click that thread too. Uh, it's it's I had no idea. I didn't either. I, it's like worse than. I could have even dreamed there was a, a video I think a podcast in which he like kind of tries to defend pedophilia yeah he refers to a six-year-old as sexy yeah and, he, it, and the tone in his voice like 
doesn't sound joking. No. Like it, it no. doesn't. It's like Him, I'm, I'm waiting for the punchline. That explaining and of the pedophilia thing was chilling. It oh was yeah. Like, oh, this isn't. You're not. These aren't jokes. And even the co-host or the guest on the show was like, I can't believe you're saying this. You're gonna get arrested. Stop talking. And he just kept. I can't believe going. like she didn't cut that. Out. I, I like. I, I mean, I don't think that was her well, choice. But it's also like there was that. But then there were also so many other examples oh of of him just interacting inappropriately with like twelve year olds Oof. speaking to. To, like children about sex and yes. sexual activities and Including it's just like his cousin whoa 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 like this is this I just, is it's one of those things where I feel like uh, you know and I think he also has a history of racism like he has been in blackface in a lot of his early videos and like people tried to call him out nicely I feel like Cheska Lee had like pulled him to the side and been like hey buddy like you're, this is racist and here's why mm-hmm. and he would get real defensive and it's like I don't know exactly what Jenna Marbles did. I think it was probably similar, something on the level of a blackface or like a... Do you know what, she, what people I know were? she like made like a Nicki Minaj video where she where she's like, in blackface. Like, yeah, okay. like this little like blackface moment. Right. And, and uh, I want to see she got like in trouble for like in her old videos. She used to be like you know making fun of like girls who like really did their hair a lot and be like, mm. oh, I look like a fucking whore and everything. Mm. So oh, people were kind of like, oh, like that's that. a little slut shaming and everything. And I get that. And of course, the blackface is terrible and horrible. But like compared to this pedophilia stuff, yes. it's like a drop in the bucket. And mm-hmm. The fact that she was like, you know what, and this has been brought to my attention enough that I'm just going to take a, a, a step away for as long as I can. Like, yeah. I don't know if I'll be back to doing this. Maybe I will just be gone forever. And the fact that Shane Dawson has not closed his YouTube account by mm. now, as soon as those Jaden Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith tweets came out, I was like, oh, buddy, it's over. Like, you got to just yeah. wrap it up. Like, because there is now a video of him. As a young 20-something, I assume, like, faux jacking off to a picture of an 11-year-old Willow Smith. Yeah. And it's just like... It's just so weird that it's a recurring theme. Yes. I did not know this was a recurring theme. I didn't either. Theme. And I don't know if it's a weird, ill-advised bit, but there's no excuse. It's just like, who is watching? Like, it, I, the fact that children were watching that is really scary to me. Yeah. Like, I guess we just completely missed the boat on him. The fact that but, he knew he was making videos for children right. and doing having such sexualized humor for these children is very, very it's tr- strange. Yes, it's strange. It's troubling. It's just like... He needs to go into high. The fact that he has not announced his retirement from everything right now is baffling to me. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nowhere to go from here, buddy. Like, it's just, I realize this is your business and your livelihood, but like, you know what? I'm sure you've made a lot of money. I'm sure you could find like a nice house that you could pay off and live in while you try to plan your next move outside of the public eye, because this is over. Like, this is not. No one, I, I don't want to see you again, and I don't know anything about you. Yeah, I, I've, I've never been interested in, like, any, I mean, I just look at those stretched out collars and all of his shirts, <laughs> and I'm just like, no, I I love can't. that that's the turnoff for you. You're just I, like, can't and, deal with like, the collars. I, I will never, and as the years have gone on, I see him over and over and over again, and he just gets older and older and richer and richer, and yet the the necks of his shirts are still stretched out. I don't and know it's what like, that is. Maybe he's a, he a big melon head? I, I don't I don't know, but it's like you can afford to like wear a shirt without a stretched out neck. It's like mm-hmm. it seems like, you know, those kids who like put the neck of their shirt in their mouth and suck on it for a while and it gets mm-hmm. all spitty and then it gets all stretched out and everything. It looks like that's what he does with it. Right. I can't handle the necks <laughs> of his shirts. Well, uh, I really do feel like this whole Will Smith thing is kind of a death nail because of all of the. Now, mainstream people who are commenting on it, not just Jaden Smith and, mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, Jada Pinkett Smith, but also a rapper Cupcake has tweeted about this. Will Smith's current boyfriend has tweeted about this. It's just, it's getting out of hand. Like for yeah. all of the people that are being canceled and taken to task in this time, because this is a time where people are li- finally listening to people when it's like, oh, this is actually wrong what they're doing. He should be the first to go. Like I, th- what are you, what value are you adding to society in which you, it's worth to, for me to see you learn and grow in public? Because I don't need to see it. Like truly, I just like, you can go on and do that on your own time. Yeah. And I just, I watched, I've watched more of Shane Dawson today than I've like ever watched in my entire life. Just like looking through that thread and everything. And like, even if it wasn't so horrible, like the things he was like saying and doing, like I was watching and just being like, oh, like this style of humor is like actively gross. Like it's all, it's like a shock jock shock. I guess he's going for shock value. I don't even know what it is, but it's like, and I mean, shock value comedy is like fun. Like I get it. Um, it maybe isn't my style of comedy that I love, but like I get that there's like an audience for it and everything, but like his specific sense of humor, I'm just like, Oh, this feel like this feels gross. Like you feel gross. Like, yeah, I I don't, I don't get it at all. I never got it. But like, also we're not the generation that, you know, watches, we're not, but I, <laughs> yeah. I like to think that, you know, there the people that were big when we like in our young 20s years, like the Perez Hilton's of the world, mm-hmm. they're not around anymore. You know, I mean, yeah. I guess Perez Hilton's around, but like not like he was. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like this. I hope he's saved well. I feel like he could have a lovely private life off the grid away mm-hmm. from us because like this is just nah, nah. So yeah. it's a no for me, dog. So. Um, in other people that have gotten canceled or changed their names, <laughs> the chicks. We're just canceling Dixie. Yes, we're just canceling we're just Dixie the and the Dixie chicks. Um, they're officially changed their name to the chicks. They released a new song called March March from their upcoming album Gaslighter, which I believe is released July 17th. I like it. I'm still a Juliana Calms Down person, but oh, yeah. I mean, That's... but March March is good and works. And I'm very excited for the, the chicks album. Uh, Lady Antebellum also had changed their name to Lady A. Yeah. So, but I I heard that there was a problem with that because there was another there artist was. named. Yeah, and the yeah, thing yeah. is, I mean, I saw a, an artist called The Chicks on Spotify as well, but it looked like their stuff came out in like the 70s, so okay. they'll get over it. <laughs> um, I, you know, I think this on top of, um, there are also several uh, white people who portray black or non-white animated characters who have all stepped away from their roles mm-hmm. and stuff. I know The Simpsons like announced that they're changing their, they're not going to have white people like right. voice characters. Which I think anymore. is interesting because didn't, I feel like there was an Indian guy who made a whole documentary called The Problem with Apu mm-hmm. talking about like Hank Azaria is voicing this character who's based on a huge stereotype and I think it's wrong for this reason this reason. It was really interesting and good. I watched it and then i pretty sure on the show up until today they did not change the voice of Hank, even though I think Hank had mentioned maybe stepping down. But then I vaguely remember something where like Hank was like stepping down. But like, they also they wrote were... in jokes making fun of the guy being like kind oh, of really? being, yes, being like, oh, he's being a baby about this into the show. Uh-huh. Not that anyone watches The Simpsons anymore, but apparently they do because it's still on. Uh, but now they're completely changed their tune. And it's like, well, I mean, this guy kind of told you this like. Five years ago, so <laughs> so I should probably look up the the comedian's name, but it's a very good documentary. The problem with Apu, if it's available to you, um, and I 
think these are all very good changes and like I guess like your heart's in the right place I just mm-hmm. don't want the message of what's happening now to be like oh we just want these little changes like the, that whole go- gold, uh, Golden Girl what's the Golden Girls is that what that's called that show yeah the Golden Girls yes and they had they took off they had a an episode in which they were in mud masks yeah and they took that off of Hulu or streaming or whatever and it's like I don't think that's yeah. <laughs> I, saw, I, saw, I saw there was an article like being like Hulu. What like you didn't need yes, to remove no, this. and like no one, no black person wants that. It's like I just hope that it doesn't these niceties and these like okay, we're making these changes to make people feel better. Like sure, I guess that's your heart's in the right place with that, but it's again more about the issue with police brutality and the pe- fact that black people are getting killed at such an alarming rate that we really need to be focusing it on and not like oh my god, the Golden Girls are wearing. A mud mask here. Of course. We can't Especially do it. Especially because everyone knows that the Golden Girls holds up extremely well. Right. Like, right. the no Golden people. Girls is like peak show from like a long time ago that really holds right. up. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I saw a, a Malcolm X quote like on some meme or something that was just like, be careful with when there are just like a bunch of symbolic gestures mm. when we really need like actual I know. systemic change and everything. That is so, valid. Because then you see like the Breonna Taylor killers are still not fucking arrested. I think one of them has been fired or they're planning to fire one of them. It's like, what? Yeah. After... Like it's like, come on. It's been like almost 110 days now. And it's like the only thing anyone ever tweets about. It's like, what more upwards you need? Yeah. It's just crazy. And I mean, this all kind of got kicked off with, you know, I hate to speak ill of Tina Fey because I do love her. I guess she's moving into problematic fave territory. I I am a 30 Rock fan. I had seen those episodes that there are a lot, I guess a good number. There are four episodes in which a character or some characters are in blackface. Mm -hmm. And that is not, you know, I can't not make an excuse for her just because I like her. I mean, um, that's incredibly surprising considering, like, how recent 30 Rock was. I know, like, I know. I didn't know about these episodes. It's very recent. It, I think the way that they justified it and maybe I justified it in watching it, it's like the characters who are doing this are idiots. Like, yeah. no, like, they're clearly doing it and everyone thinks they're complete morons, but there's no excuse, you know, if, if Sarah Silverman gets raked over there, over the coals for this, so should Tina Fey. Um, I I don't know. I feel like it's kind of made me reevaluate some things about her. Like I feel like I was reading some articles about how she has a bad history with Asian audiences as well. Because I know uh, there was a character on Kimmy Schmidt named Dong, which uh, you know, and he was kind of an Asian stereotype. There's a Kimmy Schmidt episode in which they like cover Titus and white face to play a geisha and all this and like hired a lot of white people to play Asian or something so and Kimmy Schmidt is very recent oh Kimmy Schmidt just ended like and like two years ago so I feel like I hope Tina Fey is hearing this and recognizing her blind spot because clearly it's affecting people and I don't think these symbolic gestures of like oh we'll just make them not available anymore is really going to do the trick it's like you've got to really internalize what the problem was like Mm -hmm. well how did you get here how did you get to be the person that ever Everyone it has to shit on for a week, which sucks because again, she, I, I like Tina Fey, but it's like, yeah, you should really review yourself and see how you got this far with yeah. this kind of shit. I mean, Tina Fey is a smart lady. I think she knows, you know, this is not something I should be getting away with or be attempting to get away with or anything. Mm. So I, I think I I have faith with Tina Fey that it is a lesson learned. I hope. You know. I hope. Um, well, speaking of people who I don't have hope for. Oh, no. I remember this. This seems like forever ago. I know. And that was this week. Can you believe? So <laughs> Winona Ryder. <laughs> 
has uh, accused. I mean, is it really an accusation when it's Mel Gibson? It's like, well, <laughs> it's all none of this sounds surprising uh, has basically recalled an incident in which uh, Mel Gibson has made anti-Semitic and homophobic remarks to her and her friend. Uh, writer said we were at a crowded party with one of my good friends and Mel Gibson was smoking a cigar and we're all talking. And he said to my friend who's gay, oh, wait, am I going to get AIDS? Which like. Hilarious, 96, Mel Gibson. So funny. So no one's ever said anything like that. And then uh, something came up about Jews and he says, you're not an oven dodger, are you? That's real bad. That's real. Where do people get that kind of verbiage from? Like, he must be in anti-Semitic hate groups that like <laughs> spread this because I would never put those words next to each other in my brain. Oh, oh yeah. Like who did you hear that like, from? Wh- where did that come from? Like, yeah. and, and there's just something so gravely wrong with this person. And we we've, have audio of him being a complete anti-Semite and yeah. complete misogynist. And then he's freaking on these posters for daddy's home too. It's like, mm-hmm. have we forgotten? Like, it's not been that long since that broke. This is why when honestly, when anyone is like, oh my God, can't Cancel culture is the worst thing. Why can't we learn and grow? Cancel culture is not real. Everyone comes back. Everyone comes back. No one has ever truly been canceled. People pivot. Louis C.K. now does shows for, uh, you know, a different audience, but it's no one gets canceled. I just, ugh, it just bugs me. So, and I know Mel Gibson said something like, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. And to be fair, I Matt, I didn't Mel Gibson have like a drinking problem of some kind. Maybe he honestly doesn't remember. Maybe he saying doesn't that, remember. But like the fact that he said it's still just like that's the thing. Is it just like I just I don't. I, there's no world in which I believe you didn't say it. Yeah, because <laughs> well, because the thing is like Winona Ryder, she has no reason to just, to just suddenly right. make up this story there's about no Mel Gibson. Right, uh, and she was asked about. Some, it's an interview for something else, I think. Yeah. Um. And and she was asked a question, and she was just like, "Oh, this reminds me of this one story." Right. I I don't think she went into this interview being like, "I'm gonna make up this right, story exactly. about Mel Gibson." Like, I'm not gonna believe that. Like, this person is like a documented racist and anti-Semite. So, like, oh gosh, he said something homophobic and anti-Semitic. It's like, yeah, that checks. <laughs> that all tracks. So, I'd love to not see him on a billboard again. Let's keep. I'm gonna keep my fingers crossed. Keep stay hopeful that like that's it for that. Um. Uh, but in happier news, Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. And the new Aretha Franklin biopic, Respect, the teaser trailer, official teaser trailer has been released. Matt Steele, what were your thoughts? It looks like fun. She sounds incredible. She does sound The music great. sounds wonderful. I know. The background vocals, I was just like, mm, these pop. Like, <laughs> like, like the background vocals yes. really go off. They I'm, I'm excited to see the movie. I am too. I mean, and I realize they don't want to give out too much, but I'd love to hear a different song. From of it, course, you know, but yeah. I know they're going to keep it locked away. It's called but. Respect, and, yes. and it's just a teaser trailer. Yes. And I'm excited because Liesl Tommy is a very big theater director. Okay, and so you could, I there were parts of the film where I'm just like, ooh, some of this looks a little, you know, theatrical. Mm. Like it looks a little vaguely dreamlike sequence, kind of like. And you know, I love that. I you know, I say. love a, a stagey movie. So I'm really excited that a theater director is directing this, and Liesl Tommy's a, a very talented theater director. Yeah. Um. So I'm excited to see what she does with it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hopeful. I'm excited. It's supposed to be coming out in December, right? I think that's what I read. Um, but December oh. tracks for Oscar season. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Although the Oscars were pushed back. I'm surprised we didn't talk about this. But like, I mean, what's to say other than, yeah, of course, <laughs> uh, the Oscars were pushed back like a month and a half. So, mm. so when are they going to be? In uh, April, oh, okay. mid-April. Okay. Which like is kind of fine. Like it doesn't. 
really affect that much because it's not like huge movies come out like January through right. April anyway. Exactly. So, you know, I it's fine. All right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so yeah. you're clearly broken up about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, as I would rather the them push until April and have like an actual Oscar ceremony yes. than like try to do like February or something and not have an Oscar ceremony as big as it could be. Right. You know. Okay. So, I'd rather have that. I'm with that. I'm, I'm willing to wait for the Oscars. I'm excited to um, see respect and hopefully get some nominations. So. Yeah. Do you have any feelings about Joel Schumacher? Yeah. Okay. What are your feelings? Joel Schumacher is a blast. <laughs> <laughs> My only experiences with Joel Schumacher were I did see the Batman movie that uh-huh. he directed and it was of course crazy and uh, yeah. so campy and well, so both gay. Of them, yeah. Uh but I think I only saw Batman Forever. I don't think I saw okay. Batman was it Returns? Batman other? and Robin. Oh and no, Robin. Batman Returns is the masterpiece. That's the <laughs> In one. My opinion. That's that's Tim Burton, mm. you know, King Michael Keaton, Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman mm. back flipping out of scenes. I've never seen that. Oh, Batman Returns is truly brilliant. Wow. Like an excellent excellent movie. Okay, guess yes. I got to check it out. Um yeah, no and Joel the thing with Joel, Joel Schumacher is he has been his entire career I love it as you know a film director and was not afraid to just make movies fucking gay yes it was not afraid to add elements of overt gayness into straight ass movies I love it and there's an amazing are you gonna talk about like the amazing quote oh my god Um, I mean let's see if I can find it Um, I don't know the exact quote but it was recent that he was in he was it was a Vanity Fair article what article was it where he says he slept with Oh, no, 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 no. I'm oh, talking what about, about? Um, what Minnie Driver tweeted. Oh, what did she tweet? Minnie Driver, let me find the tweet. We'll talk about uh, how he slept with a bunch of guys. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, basically, he, in some very recent interview, said that he had slept with, he has estimates, over 10,000 men or something. Oh, I thought, it was, I thought the number was 20,000. Was it? That's just so many people that it's hard for me to even wrap my head around that. But it's that. also like, when you get to that point, like, are you counting? <laughs> Exactly. Like, why are you counting? I guess he's not. I guess it's just like how many days we're in the year. <laughs> Let's multiply that by, you know. Oh, did you find the tweet? I did. Oh, yes. please read it aloud. Um, so this is this tweet is this like quote is my mantra. <laughs> so many driver who was uh, in the Phantom of the Opera 2004 mm-hmm. movie, which I watched clips of a recent. I have not seen the movie in. 15 years right. like since it came out and so I after Joel Schumacher passed away oh the topic is Joel Schumacher passed away oh yes yeah. you know um, lived a, an incredible fun life yes. clearly had a lot, a of, lot fun. of fun um, and so uh, you watch clips from Phantom of the Opera and you're just like the choices here are just <laughs> insane and just utterly and completely shameless <laughs> And so much fun. I did not appreciate that fan. I was going to say, movie. I feel like people did not like that movie. It, yeah, it's like, it's so funny because I saw another tweet that was like, you know, I I think of Joel Schumacher's movies and I think, you know, maybe they just got a bad rap and they're and they're really better than I remember. And I just watched a bunch of them and, I, and I'm just like, nope, these are bad. <laughs> but they're just, the fact that they are just so shamelessly yes. him and shamelessly campy while still a appealing to the masses is just a fascinating blend and Absolutely. also he directed that movie phone booth iconic what is the what movie is that the movie with colin uh farrell in the phone booth and like someone from another building calls the phone booth and shoots someone on the street oh. and like frames and and is like colin farrell if you leave this phone booth i will kill you and like the cops think that he killed the person on the street oh. from the phone booth like amazing movie <laughs> like so much fun interesting um so mini driver 
was in the Phantom of the Opera. And her tweet honoring Joel Schumacher was, Joel Schumacher was the funniest, chicest, most hilarious director I ever worked with. Once on set, an actress, who she does not name, Mm. was complaining about me with an earshot, how I was dreadfully over the top. In parentheses, I was. (laughs) (laughs) Joel barely looked up from his New York Times and said, oh, honey, no one ever paid to see under the top. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that does sound like you. Yes. Yes. Joel (laughs) Schumacher. I want to buy every single one of his movies now and support it. Like, I mean, it makes me wonder who in that movie was saying that. I mean, a lot of people speculate it was Emmy (laughs) because, um, but like, of course, we don't know and everything. But like, Emmy was also an unknown. I couldn't imagine like the gumption of like the unknown actress exactly. of the film like, complaining about the very established Oscar nominated actress in the film. Um, but there was a, a clip that was shown from like an actress roundtable mm. that both Minnie Driver and Emmy Rossum were both in. Yeah, uh, like years after the yeah. fact, and there's a moment where they disagree about something mm. and like Minnie Driver kind of gives this look and it's kind of just like, oh, do they hate each other? <laughs> I love when interviews like that go viral. Like when that Leah Michelle uh, Amber uh, Riley interview went viral after that whole Leah Michelle thing. Did you see that one? No. They're sitting together mm-hmm. and like the interviewer's like, oh, so what's the hardest thing about being on tour and like, you know, away from your family? She's like, yeah, I definitely think Leah Michelle, of course, talks first. It's like, yeah, I think being away from your families is the hardest thing. Like, we definitely, luckily, love each other. Like, we love each other. So it's so lucky. And Amber's just like silent and like motionless. But like being being away from our, our real family is hard. But like, I, it's so lucky that we have this tour family. And then the interviewer's like, Amber? And she's just like, same. <laughs> Queen. Wow. Iconic. I can't wait until like we have our falling out and then we have to like give interviews together and everything. It's going to be great. And we have to like pretend like we're supporting each other but we really hate each other. And who knows if that's already happened. uh, Guys. Guys. Considering the fact that you really know how to change the energy (laughs) of a room, I don't. You don't think. I think if one of us were to be able to pull it off, it would not be you. (laughs) I could pull it off. Okay. I could. I'd be acting up a storm. I I think if we had to pull the people we knew I think most people would agree that I am better at pretending like I love someone who I hate <laughs> well I, I'm happy for you that that's in your talent arsenal you just gotta smile and be perky I mean I can do that uh, you've gotten better at it as thank the years you. have gone on thank you yeah yeah oh gosh all right well let's take a quick break we'll be back with more two game mats. We're back. Ooh, and we're feeling amazing. Yes. Why are we feeling amazing? Because it is Email My Heart. Yay! Yay. Everyone's favorite section. We love emails. Uh, (laughs) So this is Email My Heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com to spell T-W-O. This email comes from our buddy Edder. Uh, Hi, Edder. Edder, subject. Uh, Machaka is the best and Matt P's got taste. Yes! Hi, Matts. You can totally ignore this email, but I just wanted to say that I got excited when Matt P. mentioned last week that he likes likes machaca. Hey. I don't know if it's popular in the U.S., but machaca is a traditional dish from the north of Mexico, which is where I'm from, and it's the best Mexican breakfast meal. I have a question, though. With the release Mm. of the Hamilton film... 
quote in quotes coming out, I was wondering who would you cast in the roles of the Skylar sisters? My choices would be Chloe and Hallie. They can rotate the roles of Eliza and Peggy. Mm. And for the role of Angelica, I would go with Kelly Clarkson. Ooh. There might be an age difference, but who cares? We <laughs> need to hear Kelly sing satisfied. Hope you guys are doing well. Keep safe. P.S. Kudos to me for keeping the email short. <laughs> I That's love my it. favorite part of the emails that he gives himself kudos. Like I know. I love it. Also, you need, you should give normal people a watch. Love Edder. All right. Edder. Thank you. I've been thinking about normal people, but I'm like, ah, oh, straight content. I don't know, <laughs> but I hear it's great. Which one's normal people. It's just about like a, a couple, like a, a hot couple and they have a lot of sex. And I think there's That's a storyline in there, but it's on a Hulu. Okay. Joel Schumacher can relate. Yes, exactly. Lots of sex. Lots of sex. Um, first of all, I don't think Machaka's huge here. So I agree. I have taste and yeah. it is excellent. And I just had, a. Uh, I had a machaca burrito last week and I got a machaca in the bowl over the weekend. So I just love it. It is great for you. I got the egg in it. We love, we love. Eggs are, you know, good for you. Hey, and um, as far as the Skylar sisters, I always with you wanted to say Beyonce. Beyonce is Angelica. She just is Angelica. Beyonce is Angelica. I mean, I would love to see Mariah as a lion. Mariah is a helpless is a Mariah song. It is. It is. And you know Mariah would be down because it's like, she would just be like, oh yes, Angelica's my older sister. (laughs) Exactly. She'd love it. She'd love to be considered younger than Beyonce. Of course she would. And then she gets to sing Burn. Yes. And I feel like we need that. But the thing is, I will say the Chloe and Hallie casting, I would love to see them in this as well. They're already in the Disney echelon. They are youthful. I would love to see them do it. So maybe we pick out another person. I don't know that Kelly Clarkson's right for it. No offense. I mean, I'd love to hear her sing Satisfied. Maybe she should cover it on the Kelly Clarkson show. I'd love to hear her sing Burn. Like, to me, that's the Kelly Clarkson song. I feel like that is a Kelly Clarkson song. You know. And to me, Peggy's just Rihanna. Like, just like... And Peggy. (laughs) And that's all she does. And Peggy. I think Rihanna's too big of a star to do just that, though. Uh, I think... But I think if we're, like... Casting the biggest stars in every single role, I I think Rihanna is the pick. Okay, I don't I don't think she'd take it. I well, no one's taking it. Like, <laughs> hey, I think Mariah and Beyonce could take it. Well, yeah, I I think Rihanna, I think Rihanna might be down. She's not making an album, so she might as she might as well do something. <laughs> well, she's busy. She has a fashion empire. Savage Fenty is doing very well. She's you know posting about Black Lives Matter. She's doing a lot of good things. Well, so she can model. Don't include music. She can model her like new accessories as Peggy. She can be like, and Peggy puts on shades that like have her <laughs> brand like logo on them. This movie doesn't sound great now that you're describing <laughs> it. <laughs> um, was there another question in there? Uh, uh, in Edders? Yeah. No. Oh, okay, great. Um, so another question came to us from uh, Doni. Doni uh, subject line is: I know we are done with the '90s, <laughs> but I have one last question. I love this, and ironically, it's about the end of the '90s. Mm. The end of the '90s. One last question to round off questions about the '90s. Although we would love to take more questions about the '90s. Seriously, because um, Matt Palmer is perpetually living in the '90s. Where, so, where are you living, sweetie? I'm living in. Uh, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm living in the golden age of Broadway. So I'm living in like the <laughs> mid sixties. I love um, that for you. Hey guys, I hope y'all are doing your best uh, to stay sane these days. Listening to this podcast is definitely part of my self care. So thank you for that. Aww. I have a pretty simple question that probably doesn't even warrant an email, but here it goes. Do y'all consider Britney Spears a nineties artist? I know technically she is, but releasing something the last year of a decade doesn't make you representative of that decade, right? I'd love your thoughts. I'm in the camp that believes she's firmly a 2000s artist 
that happened to start her career in the late 90s? This is a wonderful philosophical question. This is a brilliant question, and it brings up a point that I don't think about often. I feel like I'm often asked what my pet peeves are, and when I have the answer, it's always, oh, people running in regular clothing. I hate Mm -hmm. that. Okay. But you know what else I hate? What? People who say that they love the 90s, and they only list artists that were on TRL. And it's like, TRL started in 1998. Okay. Do not... You're absolutely right. Britney Spears is a 2000s artist and people. She is the 2000s ah, artist. Ah, like of the odds. Like, and it's just like the people who think when they're like, I'm going to make a 90s playlist. And they're like, NSYNC, Backstreet, Britney. And it's like, mm-hmm. go fuck yourself. That's so late in the 90s. Like there were seven years that they were not even existing. Their, their peak was not in the 90s. No. And it's just like, it's just you're ignoring an entire huge chunk of a decade with incredible music. Incredible music. Like, yes. If you don't have Alanis and fucking Daydream Mariah and fucking TLC on your 90s playlist, you're a piece of garbage. Well, the thing is, like, Britney and NSYNC and the Backstreet, like, that's when sort of the, and well, okay, the Spice Girls really brought it back. But, like, (laughs) that's back when, like, the bubblegum pop, like, really started coming back, which was the late 90s. But you, yes, you are ignoring, like, the grunge era and the, like, R&B era of the 90s, which is, you know, the 90s Yes, it's the bulk of it. It's like when you think of that decade, that's the sound I think most people should think of. Yes. Okay, well, I'm going to say two things about this. First of all, this reminds me of a giant fight I had online with with this straight guy who I went to high school with because this was in like 2012. Oh, I think you told me this. Yes. And one of his statuses was, you know, I really can't think of anyone who, uh, like, is the biggest pop star of the 2000s. Like, we didn't really have any, like, person who really like was pop in the 2000s and Are you I kidding? and I commented Britney Jean Spears clearly was the musical star of the 2000s and he was just like what are you talking about like Britney totally wasn't the biggest name in like pop music in the 2000s I was like what are you talking about and he was like she wouldn't even be like top five and I'm like that's that's insane and and he and I quote says it's not like she's maroon five or anything And I, I, I think I literally commented like I'm ending this conversation. <laughs> Honestly, you should block him on Facebook. Like that is preposterous. Well, then there, you know, 2016 rolled around and he had other opinions that I had problems Ooh. with. So I just, Let's, I was like, do not engage with no, him anymore. No, no, no. Um, so yeah, that was a really memorable fight I had, and that was I that's hate what I was him. like, that's that's nuts because it's like you know, like okay, let's give you know early Moon Five their flowers and everything, but like let's be serious. I mean, they didn't. De- I mean, when did they even debut? 2003, 2004. I don't even like, know. And, they, and then like they weren't important. Then oh no, it's like no, no, yes, no, yes, yes, no, 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 no. We will not accept that Britney Spears was the musical act of the 2000s. Period. Like, period. 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 And the fact, and because she was famous through. The entirety of that decade, right? Like every, right? The entire decade, people, everyone was talking right. about her. She was and like name. Beyonce should be discussed, sure. But again, Dangerous in Love was 03, yeah. and B Day until Irreplaceable was underperforming as much as I love it in 06. A single ladies 08 is when she became Beyonce. Was when she became Beyonce. And that's and that led, led into the 2010s, and that is why Beyonce is the artist of the 2010s exactly. and probably the 2020s. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's be real. No. Um, but another thing, I think, well, first of all, Britney released music end of 98, technically. So not what? 99. Oh, because that's when the album came out, was end of 98? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but you know, 90 she she really became 
like famous in 19 she was she broke out in 1999 Mm. I think a lot the thing with 1999 is that I do understand why people are kind of saying she's a 90s artist is 1999 was kind of its own era of time Mm. like that was like it was its own thing that you can't really compare to the rest of the 90s because I feel like so much happened in Mm. 1999 or maybe it just felt like that for me like that was such a transitional year for me personally and I feel like the world like it was the end of the century the end of the millennium Um, I'm aging myself but like (laughs) it's when I in fifth grade I was class of 1999 so like that's the transition from like I'm a child to like I am a growing person Mm. you know and and just that was sort of when I really became, I sort of had a heightened awareness of pop culture and the right. music and everything. Like 1999 is sort of its own beast mm. um, that I wouldn't really put in the category of 90s. I, like 1999 is its own category. It's just, me. it's like, uh, it's of course a part of the 90s and I get that. And it was the beginning, in the 98 into 99, a new wave of music and what it sounded like. Everyone yes. thinking of what like the biggest teen pop they lived through in our age group absolutely was peaking in 1999 yeah. and 1999 was, was like, oh, we are ready for a new era of right. time, which is the 2000s. Right, but it's just like you wouldn't call Lady Gaga an aughts artist because she debuted in 2008. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it's too late for you to debut yeah. and then you that's the decade that you're associated with it's like mm-hmm. if you're a person we should be talking about you're gonna have a career that's going to last longer than a year or two mm-hmm. and so you're going to have more uh, activity during the you know years after you debut because you debuted at the end of a decade it's just logical it's yeah. just logical and I you're if anyone thinks that Britney Spears is a 90s artist they don't know logic they don't know music <laughs> and ignore them yes. completely yeah I, I I do agree with that I, I but I just think feel like there's this nostalgia attached to 1999 and so people in our age group especially kind of latch onto that and right. they just think they just think this nostalgia of this time, my childhood, 90s, you know? Right, but I don't even think it's 1999. I think it's that whole teen pop thing, which was truly from 1999 to, like, what, 2002? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, again, most of that's in the aughts. It's in the aughts. <laughs> it's just like, and I understand that it feels like something, but I just feel like the discounting of the TLCs, the Alanis Morissette's, oh, the, yeah. the, you know, the Daydream Ride, I just, like, I cannot sit by idly while someone disrespects these legendary figures. Years. Of course. So, yeah. And also, happy 25th anniversary to Jagged Little Pill. It just had its 25th, happy anniversary, 25th anniversary this week, I believe. And, um, you know, I would be going to the tour that she was on. I had tickets to see her at the Hollywood Bowl. But coronavirus. So. Oh, no, that's yeah, right. I'm yeah, so sorry. That's okay. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt Steele. Uh-huh. What's been giving you moments this Devos week? is being released <laughs> July 14th, yes. 2020. Yes. We have distribution. Yes. Freestyle, digital, we love. media. Look it all up, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. The next two weeks, then the whole rest of the summer is going to be wild. I'm a, I'm just, I'm allowed to say it. You I'm, are. I'm allowed to say we have distribution. We have a date. It's coming. I'm just going nuts. Are you able to say the avenues yet? 
on that day? Yes, I can. <gasps> Great. It is. Oh, wait, do we want the list? I would love the Hold list. On. I mean, I can. I mean, I've heard rumor. I've heard tell of yes. different places where I can watch and download and rent. Of and course, darling. I am ready. I mean, we still need to figure out if you, anybody has the best idea for like a watch party scenario for us all to watch Devos together. Do you think it should be an Instagram live moment? Do you think it should be like, I, I don't know, YouTube live? I don't know the best way to do this so we can all watch and chat together. Um, I mean, you should watch it on your own, of course, on your own time, so we're not doing it as a whole group, but it would be a fun watch altogether to support Matt Steele. Yeah. So if any ideas on that, email us at 2 at gmail.com. Tweet one of us. I, I want to get a watch party together because I don't know that Matt Steele will do it on his own. I, I, I can't. I know. I, like, I'm and sorry. That's why I'm bringing it up. So Someone's just going to have to arrange it for me. Done. Done. <laughs> Thank you. You're I welcome. Also, I will be insane on that watch party. I'm excited to I see it. I will literally just be like, everyone shut up. <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> That'll be fun. <laughs> um, so these are the platforms that it will be available on on july 14th itunes of course yes for rent and buy for rent and buy yes. and there will also be pre-sales Ooh. on itunes that date is not disclosed yet okay um amazon.com of course heard of it yes heard of it those are like obviously the two big ones <laughs> those are the two ones that like realistically yeah, like people are gonna everyone's gonna yeah. watch it on voodoo Love it. Google Play. Love. YouTube movies. Yes. Xbox. Apparently people watch movies on Xbox. Hey, Fand- 2020. Fandango Now. AT&T Streaming. DirecTV Streaming. Dish. In Demand. Comcast Spectrum. Vubiquity? Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> and Hoopla, which is apparently the streaming service for libraries. Oh. And you know we love literacy. We love literacy. On two gay mats. Yes, but you know what we love even more than literacy? Going to a library and not reading a book, but watching a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Called Devos. Called Devos. So if you if you have access to a library, you can social distance there and watch Devos. Yeah. Uh, don't call me on all the Hoopla stuff. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how Hoopla works. I right. just know it's the platform for libraries. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, that's that. I'm glad it's giving you moments, darling. Yeah. It's so exciting. It's so for, soon. For so long. I, I haven't been able to like say a date and everyone is just asking me and asking and I'm just like, I can't say no, yes. you can. Thing. It's like, now I know how, you know, the Rihanna's feel and the Christine Aguilera's feel and the people are just hounding them and hounding them. And they're just like, you know, it's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. It's, it's coming. coming. And, and you start to think like, shit, no one's believing me anymore. <laughs> like people just think I'm lying and that it's never going to come. I didn't think you were lying. Of course you. You knew that I wasn't lying. I don't I, think people thought you were lying. I guarantee all these listeners were probably just like, is this movie real? It's real. Of course they knew it was real. They trust you. Yeah. 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 You're very trustworthy. <laughs> What's um, been giving you moments, Matt Palmer? I must say, if you are not following a comedian named Z-Way, Z-I-W-E, I think she's Z-Way F on Instagram. She she has this show and it's a YouTube show that now has transitioned to Instagram live and it's a show called baited and it's essentially she is a black woman trying to bait her guests into saying something racist (laughs) and it is so incredibly funny and like I have spent hours just looking at her interview these people and the YouTube videos are very easy to swallow they're like 10 minutes and they're like with her friends that she's clearly just like trying like her questions are things like what do you like qualitatively about black people <laughs> Na- like how many black friends do you have <laughs> name them wait who, can, who like actually knows the num? I mean I'm sure there are some white people out there but like if you were like how many black friends do you have I would be like bitch I don't know like <laughs> hundreds I know <laughs> But that's why it's so good watching the guests be like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't really feel like, like, I feel like on, it's just like, 
the thing is, it's it's essentially like Stephen Colbert. It's like uh-huh. watching a host who's just a character and like being ridiculous and like seeing how the guest navigates it and like mm-hmm. tries not to step on the landmines that they do. And of course, they usually do. They step. They say something that's like, "Oh, that's dumb," or like, "Oh, that's bad." But like, that's the point of the show. I don't know. I feel like I've heard through the grapevine. Mm-hmm. Not no one said it to me, and no one said it publicly. But I've heard through the grapevine that there are people that are white comedians like liberally comedians who Mm -hmm. have watched this and been like I think this is bad like I hate this and it's like do you hate it because it's could be you like and like and well I, I mean how bad does she make these people look she doesn't make them look that bad like uh, the thing is she's now on Instagram live she's getting larger people to get on like she just had Allison Roman on okay and she was just like name five Asian people name took, five Asian people it took people? her like I'm in there. Wait, like, do they have to be like famous? Or she they, she didn't answer if they had to be famous. She didn't ask that. She just thought of famous people, and then she's like, I guess Chrissy Chris Teigen, and she's like, Oh no no no, and she's like, No, well yeah, Chrissy Teigen, and it's like, Oh god, and it took her five like a whole minute and a half to think of four other Asian people. Okay, period. but like sometimes you know, like Billy on the street, like you're just I like, know, Wait, but, I can't. But think. again, but that's it's funny. why it's funny. It's like funny. I, no one is saying, Oh, it's like, just, for like, a dollar, name a woman, and the girl's like, A woman, a woman, like just name, and he's like. Like any woman, just name a woman. I just and it's just funny because this is a person who is, you know, clearly had issues with Asian ladies very recently. I feel like a lot of her cooking and like has a lot of Asian influence to it. So oh, think, Allison Roman. Yes, man. I know. I she, didn't even like. I know. Put it together. Amazing. In my head. And it's just like I feel like these people are. I think to go on the show, you have to be brave in a way. It's like, you know, you're going to come out looking like an idiot. Yes. But it's also, I think it's funny because it's like, yeah, we need to have these weird conversations. And honestly, some of the questions that she asks, like she'll just name like civil rights leaders or like famous black activists over time. And like some of the people was like, I don't know who that is either. So if I was there, I'd be like, I don't know. (laughs) And so, and so she'd be like, is that like a painter? (laughs) Like how famous are these people? They're like pretty famous, but like some of them, it's like, yeah, you need to look them up. Some Uh of them you just would need to look, but it's just, I don't know. I feel like people, the idea that people don't like it because they're like, oh, this is mean. (laughs) It's like, they're so, like the Daily Show has whole segments that are this. Whole segments about it. And like Stephen Colbert's whole bit is this. I feel like the issue is just like, oh, I'm, I could be the butt of the joke as a white liberal person. I could even still be the butt of the joke. And like, Mm -hmm. that makes me uncomfortable, but like, maybe that's why we need to watch it. And I Z way it just got written up in Vanity Fair about it. Like it's really taking off. I'd be very surprised if it did not become a Hulu or Netflix show. It is so awkward and uncomfortable and cringy and hilarious. (laughs) And like just watching people squirm and try to avoid all these landmines. It's just, it's just the best thing. I cannot recommend it enough. Go to our YouTube, look up the, the, the videos are very sweet and then watch her interviews with uh, Allison Roman and also the Caroline Calloway who's like a problematic influencer who's like truly I think that's the only thing I've watched the first and she's a crazy person oh my god uh, but it's great it's just great <laughs> I love it so much I can't recommend it enough okay <laughs> so yes that's what's been giving me moments this week I'm into it yes well, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. We're, just, we're almost at an hour. We're going to wrap it up. Let's wrap it and, up. And um, as we do, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Power Music. And at, it's Matt Steele. And at Two Game Mats for the both of us. Uh, go to patreon.com slash Two Game Mats for more content. Uh, every, a lot. <laughs> You'll get bonus content from us a lot. And uh, we are going to be reviewing an iconic album by Amy Winehouse entitled Back to Black soon. Yes. So get ready for that. And, um... 
what else? Patreon. Did I start? I said yeah, Patreon. We're trying to, yeah. Uh, yeah. Watch our videos. Guys, guys. Just, we love just you. Watch us. Watch like, us. We we'll you. be around. We love you. We're around. You know where to find You us. know where to find they us. They know the spiel. I hope so. Yeah. And we love you guys and see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.